Good day to you, fine people of God. I'm Pastor Cole McClendon coming to you from Central Assembly of God, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. I trust that you will find great value in listening to this message today. My hope is that you're encouraged and strengthened by the word given and that you will return to this site frequently to listen in. Be blessed. I want to ask you a question this morning. We can just turn those down just just a little bit. I know I'm famous, but as Pastor Nicole says, but (laughs) I want to ask you a question today. Where are you abiding? Or what are you abiding in? What's in your dwelling place? This is a representation right here today is your dwelling place, meaning your relationship with God. What's the atmosphere in, in your relationship with God, what's the, what's, what things are in that atmosphere? The lights, as they flickered on and off, they represented different seasons. They represented when you're young, when you're old, when you're in between, when things are going the way that you want and things, and things aren't going uh, the way that you want or you're somewhere in between. What's in your dwelling place? Is it the God of uh, the mountain? Is it the God of the nurture of babies? Is it, is it all of the uh, aspects of this great God that we serve? Or is there some fear? Is there some doubt? Is there some stubbornness? Is there some flesh? Only you can ask, 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 answer those questions to yourself in this place today. But today, as I take you through Psalm 91, and we, we find out about this great God that we serve, we find out about the resources that he has for you and he has for me, but we do find out that we need to make a choice. And these scriptures, they exhort us to make choices, and they show us what the benefits are when we make these these choices. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Can somebody say choices? Choices. Psalm 91, verses 1 and 2, it's exhorting us to make the following choices. It's saying that if we choose to abide to the will and the protection of the Almighty and daily seek his face. That's a choice. You're you're choosing to abide. You're choosing to dwell. You're choosing to rest in the Almighty God and his resources. Another uh, way of putting it is you can fully abide in Christ. You can fully abide in his word. You can fully abide in just ma- in him and in his word, and you make that your dwelling place. That's where you've anchored your will, your mind, and your emotions. That's where you've anchored your whole being in. So what, what is the benefit of us making this choice? It's that our peace will be even richer and fuller, and there'll be a greater uh, uh, experience of the supernatural deliverance of God in times of danger in our life. Can you say amen? amen. You want to activate the supernatural hand of God. Do you want to move away from religion and offenses and, and all of the things that the enemy of your soul tries to crowd into your dwelling place? Over here in your relationship with God, I'm not sure where you're at today. I'm not sure what's in that dwelling place. What's between you and God? What's uh, between uh, uh, the plumb line, the atmosphere, if you will, uh, the spiritual atmosphere, if you will, between in your relationship with God? 
I hope that this is a clear, clear place where, where all the resources that God says he, he has for us, and we'll find out in Psalm 91 of who he is and what he can do. But some of you need to make a choice in this place today. Some of you watching online, you need to make a choice to let religion go, let tradition so some of you got some offenses you've got to let go why because the enemy of your soul wants to steal from you experience the pure resources of god coming to you and flowing through you can somebody say amen that's the choices that god is exhorting us in this word today and why he's given it to me to to bring it to you as well it's a word it's a word for the end of this year it's a word for november through breakthroughs and turnarounds so that you can have a no uh, november to remember got to get that in my mind november to remember but you know the lord knows about us he knows about our humanity and in luke chapter 13 verses 34 Uh, The Lord had great sorrow over these people in Jerusalem. Why? Because they were constantly leaning to their stubbornness. They were making choices in their flesh to just be stubborn and make choices to lean and do things their own way. Not yield to this God. Not let God be God in and through their lives. And I'm not just talking about a relationship with him. What I'm talking about is when you face life and you face situations and in relationships that you have within your church family, within your own family, you, you, you don't give him permission because you're so used to leaning to the hand of man. You're so used to leaning to the human reasoning and you won't say, go big God, go, because you say, I've done it this way. I know how to do it. So-and-so has done it this way. But you know, God wants to get bigger in your lives. Can some Somebody say amen. He wants to get bigger. He can surprise you any single time you want. And I didn't have this in the first service, but I was just thinking how how God constantly is showing me, you know, I don't have to do it the same way every single time for you. One example is when uh, our children all lived in our home and we were going to Florida. My husband's from Florida and we went every year for our vacation to spend time with them and they could see their grandchildren. And we left here uh, with our human reasoning. This is, you know, this is how it was all going to go and whatever. And it was going to be a bare bones vacation. Those of you who are younger families, you kind of remember what it's like for most of you. And we're going to a, we stopped at a gas station and, uh, uh, we, we prayed and we were, you know, okay, God, we're getting to take a break and whatever. Somebody just out of the blue came up and gave us, I don't know, it was four or $500 while we were getting our gas and said, I mean, we didn't know them. They didn't know us. Gave us, I don't know if it was you or me, just gave us four or $500 for for that. And we had just taken a little home missions church because we felt that's where God wanted us to go. It was a star, in in the natural, in the arm of man, it was a starvation situation. We even lived in the church, church building, when they didn't get this in the first service. Aha! (laughs) And um, it was, it was all of that, but, but a, a reasoning. See, it, none of it made sense. And, and it, we struggled. Our flesh struggled. 
gave us the $500. Then we get down there, or the week, couple of days before we left, the Lord opened the door. We ended up, we're staying at Disney World in a, in a plush resort. Now we're, we're like, yeah, we're in a, we're in a, uh, I mean, our situation on paper was, was crazy. Crazy poor, if you will. <laughs> Can I get a witness, somebody? <laughs> Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> my point, my point is this. God showed us in, on that trip. We came back to that little home missions church where it was God's plan for us at that time. We were exactly where He wanted us to be. We were saying it did it, we didn't lean to the hand of man. Now there's a balance to all of this, but I'm not going to get into it. We didn't lean to the hand of man. We yielded to this big God. We said, God, this looks pretty pitiful here, but if you want us to do this with our three kids, as long as I have food, God, and a tent to live in, I'm good. We made a choice, see. And God came in in a supernatural way. We, we activated his supernatural hand. And that's what he's trying to do to you today. He's saying, don't you see how big I am? I can do anything I want with whoever I want, people who don't know you, people who do know you. Don't you get yourself, you're, you're focused on this and you're focused on that. Get your focus back to go big, God, go. So say it with me. Go big, God, go. Psalm 91 verse 1, the word Shaddai means sad day. And it's taken from a Hebrew root word. It has many expressions, just like some of the signs that were up here. God of the mountain. This is the God that you serve. God, the destroyer of your enemies. He's under, they're under your feet. God, the self-sufficient one. God didn't need that, that church to, to give us a vacation even though we needed one. God didn't need this or that to make a way for Pastor Cole and I or make a way for you because your God, he's an all-sufficient one. Can you say amen? Not an excuse for us not to do what we, we have to do. God, the nurturer of babies. God wants to nurture you. God wants to breathe a richness into your mind, your will, and your emotions so that you feel you are the wealthiest person on the face of the earth, regardless of what it says in the practical. That's the kind of God we serve. Can you say amen? And then it says in these verses as well, in the Hebrew root meaning, it says, God, the Almighty One. He is Almighty. And so what is amazing is Moses is a lawgiver type personality, which you know with the Ten Commandments and how he worked his way through the Old Testament. But in this, this scripture, Psalm 91, uh, it, it just breathes the unlimited grace and mercy of our God. And that's what he's trying to get across to us today. He's saying, people, don't you know who I am? Have you forgotten my abilities? Have you forgotten what I want to do for you? What I want to do in and through you? What's in your dwelling place? What doors have you opened to your flesh, to, to mindsets? What doors have you closed to the Lord? Ask yourself, where are you abiding? 
What are you letting in your house? Have you, have you done maybe some squeaky scrubble spring cleaning like we do around, we try to do around here at least once, right, right, Albert? We try to do around here at least once or twice a year. God's calling out to you today. He's saying you come here week in and week out. It's going completely different, Pastor Cole. <laughs> you come in. We come in, we go, we, we, have a, we have a fantastic church. I love my church. But don't lose sight of why we come. Don't lose sight about how this great big God, who he is. Don't lose sight about his abilities. And they're not just for someone who's standing in this pulpit telling you about, telling our testimony. That great big God wants to do the supernatural for you. He wants to show up for you. He wants you to have breakthroughs and turnarounds in every single area of your life. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. The, also in, in 91 uh, verse 1, it, there's wording that says endure night. And that same wording in, in Hebrew, Hebrew words, it's uh, found in Job chapter 39 verses 28. And it's an indication of an eagle passing on the night on the high cliffs, meaning strength, soaring above, soaring above those things that, that you can't see or you, you can see. And then in 91, verse, uh, chapter 91, Psalms, verses 1 and 2, there, there's four names for God that describe different aspects of his protection. These are the resources I hope you have in your dwelling place with him. I hope that you'll make a choice to push out or sweep out or clean out or say, I don't give permission for doubt. I don't give permission for unbelief. I don't give permission for not believing that I will succeed, that I will have victory, no matter how long it takes. Uh, uh, we were talking the other day, in 19 years, I had to declare and decree over my body. I know my God is going to heal me. All the while, I went to the doctors and I did what I needed to do. And how was I able to do that over that period of time? In and out of hospitals. Every day, it affected the flow within our own home and the medicines and all that stuff. I did what I needed to do because I believed uh, this God that I serve. I believe in the resources that he has, which it says here, number one, it says he's the most high God. So that means he's, he is, he shows him to be, he is greater than any threat we face. So yes, I was feeling it. I was doing it. It was 19 years, but any threat I faced, faced in the natural or in the supernatural, my God is greater. Your God is greater. Can you say amen? Uh, I've had sisters here in the Lord here the church when they went through things with their family, heartbreaking things, hard stuff. You would cry if you knew some of the things they went through, that they would shake their fist at me and they'd say, but I know who my God is. Do you know who your God is in this place? Gen and it says the same thing about the, God, the most high God in Genesis chapter 14, verse 19. That's a, that's a scriptural reference. Also talks that he's the almighty. This emphasizes that he has the power to destroy every enemy that comes against you. He has that power. Why would you want to let in your dwelling place, why would you want to let that power shut the door and have doubt and unbelief when it says all throughout the scriptures, he has the power to destroy. 
and he loves you and he will destroy. Also, that reference is in Exodus chapter 6, verse 3. And thirdly, it says, he's the Lord. What does that mean? What does that wording mean? It says that he assures us that his presence is always with us. How do you feel when you're going through life and you can feel the presence of God? It's wonderful, isn't it? You're not in a church. I mean, as wonderful as it is in our church services and the power and the presence of God, but when you're just walking in your neighborhood, you're riding in the car to the grocery store, you're at the doctor's office, you're, you're getting your teeth cleaned, and you can feel the presence of God. Can you say, I feel the presence of God? He's always with you. Hallelujah. Are you closing the door to that aspect of the Lord? Have you gotten so busy that you don't just take a moment to sense his presence in your everyday life? I don't mean just sitting down having a, having a little ritual. I just mean being aware of the fact that he's, he's with you. When you're driving up a mountain and your car's clickety-clickety-click, and the presence of God comes in that car. That's clickety, clickety, click to you. <laughs> that was an added feature. And then it talks about my God. Um, that's a word, too, in those scriptures. It expresses the truth that God is choosing. He wants to intimately associate with you. Some of you have pushed him away. You, you have a relationship with him. But over here, you're like here. And that closeness that God wants, for whatever reason, things happen in our lives and we, we shut down. We put walls in. And we've, we've pushed that out. We got a few things in our dwelling place with him that we're talking about. But that closeness, that intimacy with him, we, we've pushed it out. Through disappointments, and I can hear it again in my spirit, through offenses. Offenses are, is a great way that the devil uses for most people in churches. If he can't get you out joking and jiving and going to clubs and, you know, dressing, dressing and, and all of that, if he can't get you into all of that, he will try to offend, offend you. From the biggest to the smallest. I mean, there's sometimes every day in a week I'm getting offended. And I, I don't say that like I'm proud. I'm just saying, and some of it's the smallest things. And I have to remember, I have to remember this. Push those offenses out. Yield to yourself and say, go big, God, go. I want, I want the, these resources that you have operating in and through my life more than I want the offenses or even, even religion operating in my life. You will experience a richness in your walk with God that is... That is, it, it's quite a ride. And I do want that for you. You're going to... I need the climbing up of the mountain. <laughs> He's my clicker. I, I, I have to... I, I, I interviewed several people, but... <laughs> yeah. So we're short on clickers in the Lehigh Valley. <laughs> Even, even Elder Santos is chuckling. <laughs> okay. So, 
since we got the clicker situation straightened out, he's your, he's your most high God. Any challenge that you face or will ever face, even when you're making the climb in your life, we're talking about your re, the reality life. Even when you, you know, all week long I've been looking for a clicker, and this is, this is what I found. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor Cole. I love you, Pastor Cole. It's only a joke. Please, please, it's only a joke. We've been married 42 years and we're good, so. <laughs> Even when you're facing a climb or climbs, whatever, whatever it is, you make it halfway up a, a, a mountain. You get halfway up that mountain and you may just feel like sitting on the cliff and crying because it's so hard and it's so discouraging. And you just, God, I don't know if I can go one more step. I don't know if I can, I can keep pushing forward. Don't you know all the things that are happening to me? Let the resources of God touch your life afresh and anew today. Let his presence, you could be sitting halfway up that mountain until you get, get to the top and get your victory, but his presence would be there. You may be crying. You may be discouraged halfway up the mountain or the whatever you're, you're walking up, pressing against. But his presence is there with you. Isn't that a beautiful thing? God is good. God is good. I want you to, to hold on and, and experience and, and walk in all of these things that, that he's telling us that he is. Arrows that fly in the daytime, number two. Psalm 91, verses 3 through 6. Verse 3 says, He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. This word enemy in this particular verse is translated hunter. And so I, I look at it like when you're in, if you be in the woods and if any of you, or you put traps in your yard, if you want to get, I mean, sometimes a hunter in the woods will get a mink or a bear or things like that. They'll put hidden traps in the woods or in your yard if you want to get rid of, you know, sometimes we've had to put traps out for like a skunk or something like that. They're hidden traps to, to catch those particular animals. But in your life, there's hidden traps that come to our lives that sh- sometimes you're just like, you just can't even believe it, can you? That, that you're, you're, you know, that this and that is coming against you and so forth. But what it, what you don't, what you can be assured of is that the Lord will rescue you every single time. That's what he's, that's what he's here. He's not saying that they won't come. He's not saying that surprises and traps won't try to bite you. But just those animals won't get out of those traps. They're meant to, they're, they're meant for a lot of different reasons. But with you, when these hidden traps come to try to steal from your life, God, you will get out of them. You won't be in the trap and, and that's the end of it. That trap will come, but the Lord will rescue you. Isn't that amazing? 
all different seasons of life that I've walked through, every time there's been a, a hidden trap that's tried to trap me, that's tried to keep me down. And it could be physically, it could be financially. I mean, we've had, uh, it could be uh, mentally, emotionally with our families, things that we weren't looking for. I call it like being sideswiped, uh, in your life. You're, you're just kind of going, going on and you're like, whoa, okay, I didn't see that coming. And I know that you've heard, you've heard that people say that, but you know, God will rescue you from every single one. And so when you feel pressure and you feel the devastation of those hidden traps that come to your life, that come even to your family's life, you stand on, on these scriptures, you make a choice in your dwelling place. My God will rescue me every single time. Hallelujah. And then in verse 3, uh, he talks about he protects us from false accusations and any, any deadly curse. This word can be translated poisoned arrows. And so there are times when poisoned arrows come to your life, come to your mind, come to your spirit, come to your family. People lie about you. People say things that they aren't true. I'm not talking about the true stuff. I'm talking about the stuff that isn't true. And they on and on and on. And and it, it crushes your soul. You can't believe it when you pour your heart out and, and you're doing the very best that you can. And, and when this happens, uh, God says what? He says he's going to protect us from those false accusations and deadly curses. Uh, we, uh, when we pastored this, this church, it was not this church, but an, another church, um, there was a man there that uh, the church was growing, it tripled in size, the finances, all the measurements that were important to that particular church as, uh, you know, you're having a, a successful ministry. And um, he he started false accusations. Uh, he he put a letter around the church. He he even came to the parsonage, which was literally I, we lived in the church building in the parsonage. And he knocked on the door and he said, "Don't you uh, get yourself too comfortable in this place because." You're going to be out of here. Now, was I afraid of myself? Yeah, but I remembered this scripture and I, the, I heard the spirit of God say on the inside of me, I will protect you from the, these false accusations. And it anchored me, uh, during that time as we walked it out and, and we walked out the rerail, knowing he was going around to all the people in the church and, you know, and we're thinking, you know, and it was very hurtful, very painful. It was embarrassing. Uh, to say the least. So when you're in those situations, whatever your framework is, uh, you're having false accusations. Know this, that God will uh, uh, rescue you. He He did us. He, the same fire that man uh, put put out. Uh, God turned it around. We literally saw the Holy Ghost turn it around and burn up that those false accusations. And and what what and and God honored us. And after that, I'm just I'm not saying this to brag on us. I'm saying it to exhort you and encourage you. Get a hold of this for yourself because you'll have things in your life that you're going to need to know that your God's going to protect you and rescue you. And he really, really will 
it's not just uh, sweet talking, but this is where the rubber meets the road in your life. He turned it around, and that man, it burnt that man up. And that community, he was very prideful. He got humiliated by people who didn't even know what was going on. It was really amazing, and and it all worked out, uh, uh, and, and he's passed away since then. But then um, after that, Holy Ghost revival broke out in that church for three years. Every time we got together, you couldn't even get, get in the door without the power of God and the presence of God flowing in that place. Every time he'd have a meeting with, with deacons or elders or whoever, I'd say, well, how'd it go? What'd you get done? And he, he'd say, we were just on our faces. The Holy Ghost came in. And, and it just is like, it's just so beautiful. And then doors open for the schools, the, the elementary, the middle school, the high school, and we were able to have re outreaches, and it was a, uh, like a country town, and uh, the, uh, the the fire department, and the gospel spread. People got healed, delivered, and set free. Can somebody say amen? And so, when you're in your dwelling place with you and God, you don't back down. You hold on to these resources that Psalm 91 says you have in your re with your relationship with God. There's going to be situations, there's going to be things that will come, and yes, people, well-meaning people, and they're going to try to steal from you in that place. They're going to try to say, why don't you add a little religion? Why don't you add a little offense? Because you know, you have been justified. They shouldn't have done that, or you, or you shouldn't have done that. Push it back. Hold on to this. Make a determination in this service. And even during the month of November to remember uh, breakthroughs and turnarounds, I'm going to make a decision to close some of these doors that I've let in because God only wants these things in his dwelling place with you. He doesn't want all these other things. When I saw that, I knew I never had to be afraid again, no matter of any man or woman's face in full-time ministry. Did I feel it? Yes, I did. But I saw God was greater. And that's what I'm trying to tell you people today. God is greater than anything you're facing. Your joys can be higher. Your sorrows can be, you can just walk through it and know who's got your back. Verse 4, it talks about wings, It's also or under his wings. Uh, it doesn't speak of God not having wings, but it speaks of uh, that we can always come to the mercy seat and rest without fear. We're going to ask you at the end of the service, I know some of you, somebody raised their hand to accept Christ into their life. But this is something that you can have. If you don't know Christ or you've backslidden, this is all of the benefits that you can have in your salvation. It's something that you can have. Verses 5 and 6, they're seen by uh, many Jewish scholars that uh, talks about the pestilence and natural disasters and that come against God's servants. I know if I took a, took a hand or I asked you to stand and just give us one or two sentences of uh, things that have come against you, meaning uh, from the spiritual side of, of life, you, you, would, you could tell us stories. 
we, we can tell, tell you stories as well of the spiritual warfare and the spiritual uh, struggles that, that we've had to go through personally. Um, one time, I know when we first got married, uh, this is just, a, there, there is a real, you know, you're really fighting against spiritual wicked, wickedness in high places is what I'm trying to tell you. And it's talking here that when those spiritual wickedness in high places come against you and whatever it looks like, whatever situation it looks like, um, uh, these uh, sp- spirits are, they're equated to arrows that fly in the daytime or pestilence that walks in the nighttime. And what it's saying here is that uh, God will keep you from harm from natural sources and supernatural sources. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We first got married. I, I, uh, we first got married, and I, we were traveling with an evangelist and his wife and family. And we, Texas was our, uh, our, like they had an office there, but we went all over, and we were living in a, like just a little motor home. And um, there, there was just, just spiritual uh, darkness that was trying to, to stop us and even come against our marriage. I, I, I don't even know why I'm telling you this, but I know it's for somebody either online or... And so there was issues. Every time services would get really good, we, we, had, we had issues, we had struggles, just, you know. But God took those arrows. God took that. He sheltered us. And there was one night when we just said, God, we yield to you. We know you're bigger. We know that you can help us. We know that you can uh, end, end this particular particular struggle. And that night, this scripture came to, to, came to life. Uh, the literal motorhome uh, literally started shaking. He goes out. We're looking around thinking somebody from the churches, because we were parked in the back of a church, is like making a joke, you know, like, ha, 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 we're, we're going to do this. But it was the power and the presence of God. Hallelujah. That same power is available for all of your situations, if it's your marriage, if it's relationships with your children, if it's your finances, if it's your health, uh, whatever whatever it is. Again, you, you can put the, the thing. Again, I want to ask you, where are you abiding or where are you dwelling? Or where are you hiding? Are you hiding in, in, in the Almighty God? Or are you just saying, you know what, I, I, it's just the way we are in our marriage and, you know, he's like this, she's like that, or, you know, this is just how my kids are, this is how my body is, this is how my family is, this is right, right? No, 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 no. Go and hide and dwell and draw from the supernatural resources from God. When those things hit you, the targets of your life. If it's spiritual darkness that's trying to attack you, call it depression, call it uh, uh, fear, anxiety, call it, uh, you know, relational struggles, call it financial things that just come out of the blue. Uh, We'll call it reverses in any any area of your life. You feel like you're getting backed up. That was what it was with us. We were just starting out in full-time ministry after after Bible school. We felt like we were getting backed up, getting backed up. 
And, um, and, and that's what I'm talking about. So you could put in your, your, uh, what, what is it for you? It might not be anything I've said, but I know there's things targeting. They're targeting your life. The devil will try his best to blow you out of the water. He will try to destroy you. He will try to destroy your family. He will just try to destroy you personally. He's done that with him and me several, several times. He's tried to bring us down with this, with sickness, finances, all kinds of things. But you need to make a choice in your dwelling place that I am going to stand and I am going to hold on to the God Almighty because I know he's going to show up. And he's not only going to show up, but he's going to show up big. Hallelujah. You have a supernatural God that can break through anything. So you don't let the stubbornness of your flesh, you don't let your own reasoning reason this away because this is God. This is our great God. And don't let it reason you away. I've seen miracle after miracle after miracle. But it goes like this when you're feeling like this in life. Pastor Cole. Yeah, yeah. Way back in Texas, 40 years ago. Okay. Oh, see, when your life... (laughs) Keep going. He's doing good. He's doing good. Come on, Pastor Cole. Come on, Pastor Cole. Can you say, hey, baby, with me? (laughs) Oh, baby, yeah. (laughs) Number three, what what shadows are you living in when things are boom, boom, booming, your life or the target of your life, the centerpiece of your life, those things that are near and dear, just like, like up here? Psalm 91, verses 10 and 11, in the New King James, there's the word dwelling, But in the Passion Translation, it's the word secret hiding place. And so, again, it's saying that no harm will befall you. Meaning, it's not saying that nothing is ever going to happen to you bad. Because obviously I've shared some stories. But what it's saying, like in, in Romans chapter 8 verses 35 through 37, as long as you in your dwelling place... With God, again, it's, these scriptures are exhorting us. These scriptures are ma- uh, having us make choices. As long as you make God your Lord and refuge in everything that you do, it's a regular part of your day. It's, it's, it's what, what defines your relationship with him. God will work everything out for your good. Can you say amen? He worked that situation out for our good with that man in that community, in our ministry. It gave us a confidence as young, younger uh, ministers and just starting that we didn't have to be afraid of people in their faces, but we knew who, that God really had our back. But what shadow are you living in, in these areas? As you plug in and you let the word of God and you let the spirit of God uh, minister this to you, what are you living in? What shadows are you hiding behind? Or are you hiding in your dwelling place the things we're talking about with God? 
verse 9 uh, again says it, the most high god uh, the dwelling uh, the places in the dwell uh, the the benefits is that no harm or disaster will destroy you nothing can destroy you so whatever's coming against you you can hold on to that that you will not be destroyed Hallelujah. We weren't destroyed. Everything that's come against us personally uh, is a couple and then uh, in our family and uh, uh, in, in church ministry, there's been intense warfare. And if I stood up and told you the get got down and dirty and all the stuff we've had to deal with. But what I'm more happy to report to you today that after 40 some years of serving this great God, one of the benefits is nothing destroyed me. Can you say hallelujah? Nothing will destroy you. I look at some some of the families that I know the things you've been through, and I see that it didn't destroy your family. Hallelujah. You should have hope. You should want to rise up and and get in your uh, dwelling place, meaning your relationship with God, and think, oh, gosh, I've let this in. I I don't want you in. I've let this in. I don't want you in. The only thing that I want between God and me is I want to believe how good he is. I want to believe what he can do. I want to believe that if I'm a gas station and I need a dollar or $5,000, he can have somebody just come up and give it to me. I want to bust out out of the box and give him permission to be who he is, who these scriptures say that he is. Can you say amen? Amen. He says he'll guard us in all of our ways. He's guarding you. Did you know he's, he's commanding his angels charge over you? He guards you. That should give you comfort. But the I love the fact that when you see this angel, it's, it's the idea of strength. It's the idea that wherever you're at in life, God, God is watching out for you. He, and, and, and the, I, I haven't seen, I, I don't see angels, so I, I please don't kind of hook on, on that. But there were two times that I did see, see an angel and it was at a church we ministered to and, um, and, and, and we went through a really hard time. It was, it was really hard. That's strength. That should say to you, that would say to you, God has the, the, he, he sends out angels to keep an eye on you. Those eyes, I, I, we were in a parsonage. We went through a, we were learning new, we were new pastors. And so some of it was just, we made mistakes because, you know, we didn't really know what we were doing. And then some of it was uh, spiritual warfare. But after we went through several years of battle with different things there, I, I just couldn't take it anymore mentally and emotionally. I thought I was actually going to have to go to the hospital because it was, it was bad. And I, I, trying to be honorable with you and vulnerable and open because I want this word to get in you. I want it to live in you for the reality of your lives. I want you to experience and, and know a God even more than you, you already do know him. That's what these things have done for Pastor Cole and me. They've helped us to know what I'm talking about, not just talk about it but we've experienced where the rubber meets the road. So after several years of, I call it meat chopping, again, I couldn't take it. And I was in the parsonage, and I looked to the foyer of the door, and I saw this 
big, beautiful uh, angel with a flame in it. But what I want to point to you is that was God saying to me, I got you, this scripture here. I'm guarding you. And I saw the eyes just looking all over our house. And he was saying, showing me, you know, I'm, I'm, I got your children. They're not going to be harmed by this from what they saw there. They're not going to be harmed. And then again, when he had open heart surgery, it gave me comfort. It gave me a sense that God is guarding me, even though I, don't, I didn't want to go through these things. I saw, again, four angels in that hospital room. They were looking at the doctor. Every, everything the nurse gave or the specialist gave to the doctor, those angels' eyes were looking, guarding, making sure everything was how it was supposed to be. But it's the same for you. He has guardian angels, and, and you don't have to see them. And, and, and like I said, that's a whole another story. But the point, the point is this. He commands his angels concerning you, concerning me. I can't explain to you the comfort that I had when I, I, I experienced that, and I knew that God was looking out for me in the pain and the broken places in in my life, in Pastor Cole's life. You facing that, some of you are facing that now. Take comfort. Take strength. What the Word of God says, it's, it's, it's really amazing. Psalm 91, verse 13, um, it, it talks there, it, it talks about you will even walk unharmed amongst the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. Can you say hallelujah? Oh, hallelujah. I, I, uh, oh, hallelujah. I want you just to pause I, and, and close your eyes. We're, we're, I'll get back to this. I'm just feel it, feeling this. I want, I want you to just take a moment and all of the things that are coming against you and you, this scripture, you will walk on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read it to you so it can get in your, in your mind, your will and your emotions. So you have something, anchor yourself in this scripture even during the week and during November. Hallelujah, God. Help this germinate in them. They will walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness. That's that those they're symbols of of evil. They're symbols of Satan's power that tries to knock us out personally, that tries to knock us out our marriages, our families, our church family. But God, the benefit that you give us when we stay in that place is that we can trample every one of them beneath our feet. God, breathe your word into their minds, into their mindsets. When they have uh, their dwelling place and they make a decision in a few moments to clean that out, God, I pray that this word, they will rise up to a new level with you. They'll they'll be uh, uh, set for battle, God, but they'll have comfort just like you've comforted me with, with things that we've been through and we've 
seen you uh, uh, turn things around. And God, as we go through November to remember, I'm believing God that they will learn all of this and it will be under their feet and, and they'll have breakthroughs and turnarounds. And somebody say amen. amen. And in conclusion, I call it hugs from the Lord. Psalm 91, verse 14 through uh, 16. I, I need my, my peeps and the, and the worship team. They're called my peeps today, okay? I got my peeps and my clicker, so hey. <laughs> and what a clicker he is, right? Let's give it up for Pastor Cole is my... <laughs> okay. Yeah? So... <laughs> In conclusion, I call it hugs from the Lord. I'm, I am exhorting, as they're all getting in their place, I'm exhorting you to change the, the attachments in your heart and your mindset over to the character and the qualities that I've been talking about in Psalm 91. I want you to ask yourself the focus. Here, we're going to move here straight so they can see you. I want to ask yourself, where's your focus? Is it on the shadows of the spiritual darkness? Meaning, oh, I'm getting attacked, I'm getting attacked. And, and, and I, I, I get it. Is your mind on all of the problems and the things that are coming against you? Just the practical side of life. You know, your car breaks down, your washer breaks down. Or the, the battles that you're facing. Is it in fear? Is it in security? Have you laid down your God-given resources? I know there's been times in my life I've, I've laid it down because the battle's been quite intense. I've gotten up that mountain that you saw in the slide, and I've just sat halfway there, knowing all of this, but I, I just didn't have the strength in myself to make the climb. I didn't have the strength to put, put it under my feet. We have to make a choice. That's our part. God has done all of this, but we have to choose to do what we need to do. And so I'm going to read this scripture, and then after we do, they're going to sing a song. And what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to come down to the altar. No one's going to lay hands. I just want you to spend some time with God. I want you, if you need to ask him to forgive you, because I don't know what's in, in here meaning this is representing you and God, just you and God. I hope it's all the good stuff, but take some time. This is what he says. He says in, in uh, 14 through 16 in Psalm 91, for here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you loved me, you delighted in me and have been loyal to my name. He will greatly protect you. That's what he's done for us. He also says that he will answer your cry for help every time, not just sometime, but every time you pray. And you will feel my presence in your time of trouble. Can you say amen? Praise God. I will deliver you and bring you honor. God brought us honor after that man with the, the uh, you know, trying to get us out of that church, he brought us honor in the community 
and with that church family and then eventually with him and his family. He will do that for you. I will satisfy you with a full life and all that I do for you, you will begin to be able to enjoy your salvation. Some of you, why don't you stand to your feet, please? Some of you haven't enjoyed your salvation, meaning your relationship with God, for a while. And and God is showing you why today. So as we sing this song, he's going to lead us in this song. Just please don't leave. Take a few moments in your uh, pew. But most of you, would you come down and just kneel before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Come on down as they, they lead us in this song. God, my God, I need you now, how I need you now. Oh, rock, oh, rock of ages, standing on your faithfulness, on your faithfulness. Oh, God, oh, God, my God, I need you. Oh, God, my God, I need you now, how I need you now. Oh, rock, oh, rock of ages, I'm standing on your faithfulness. Oh, God, how I need you, oh, God. Oh, God, my God, I need you. Oh God, my God, I need you now, how I need you now. Oh rock, oh rock, oh rock of ages, I'm standing on your faithfulness. It's your faithfulness I'm standing on, oh God, oh God, my God, I need you, oh God. God, I need you now, how I need you now. Oh, rock, oh, rock of ages, I'm standing on your faithfulness, on your faithfulness. Oh, God, oh, God, my God, I need you, oh, God, my God. I'm standing on your faithfulness.
pray, God, that you will you will help each and every one of us to come up higher. I ask, God, that you'll help us to yield more to your, your abilities in and through our lives, God. I ask, God, that we will, we will not be the same in Jesus' name. I ask, God, that this will truly be a November to remember that there'll be breakthroughs and turnarounds in our relationship with you and our relationships, God, with other people and, and also the things, God, that, we're, that are near and dear to our hearts. We thank you, God. We thank you for who you are. I pray the favor of God will track all of these precious people down, the people who are watching online or who will be watching online. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you. You can stay longer if you want or you can you can go. I hope you've enjoyed today's message and that it has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening in. If you have met Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, would you please connect with us either at our website www.centralfamily.net or perhaps give us a call at 610-865-0577. We'd love to hear from you. Also, if this has been that kind of a blessing to you, would you consider blessing us with a financial gift to make it possible for us to continue to do what we're doing here and taking the gospel not only to the Lehigh Valley but around the world. We want to do our part in reaching the people that God has entrusted to us with the gospel of Jesus Christ, you can help us with your financial gift or sowing a seed to this ministry. God bless you. Have an amazing day. Remember, you can reach us and give through www.centralfamily.net.